Welcome back to the Successful AF Podcast with your hosts, Ashley and Fiona. How you doing, Faye? I'm doing good. So today we have on the amazing Megan Cohen. We first got introduced to her from one of our past guests, Susan, and we honestly just clicked and I'm so happy that we were able to have her on and she had both Fiona and I on her podcast as well. So you guys definitely need to go check that one out. It was such an amazing episode and I'm so happy we got to talk to her. It was just overall a really good episode and we can't wait for you guys to listen. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Megan. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. We're so excited. Um, We had Susan from one of our past episodes reach out to us and tell Fiona and I that we are going to get along with this girl so well. And we were like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, we'll go get coffee. And just, I feel like we all instantly clicked. I don't know if she's definitely like, oh, you guys suck. I like, I don't feel (laughs) like Absolutely not. (laughs) We all clicked so well and it was just an easy decision for us to have you on the podcast. So thank you so much for coming on. Of course. There's definitely those people where you like meet them and you're like oh yeah we click yeah like you know right away you're like yep we're gonna be friends yeah <laughs> I'm pretty sure at our first phone call I was like telling you my entire life story <laughs> you, it's true. you have it's a tendency true. to do that <laughs> I know I know not to a lot of people though like I feel like to people especially who are like so big in the self-help space I'm like well here's my story so I get you're it. like I am messed up <laughs> and I need all the self-help I can get literally literally <laughs> so it was like an easy decision I was like you have to meet Fiona and it just all worked <laughs> out so here we are yeah thank you so much before we get started just tell us a little bit about your journey what you do and how you got to where you are now oh okay I feel like this is like a (laughs) a loaded question it's always long (laughs) it's always long um I will try and keep it as short and sweet as possible so it all started in about 2014 I had just called off my engagement um about six weeks before my wedding (laughs) and how old were you at the time I was 24. What? Oh my like, gosh. I can't even imagine. <laughs> the idea of being engaged right now? No. <laughs> so I was, yeah, I was your age. Um, and within a month, my stepfather, who had been in my life since I was four years old, passed away unexpectedly. And so I basically went into a downward spiral. Um, not that it was anything terrible. I just, I went through, I became numb. And my entire, like, I would go to work, I'd come home, I went out with friends, I went out quite a bit, um, probably more than I should have, but I was 24. (laughs) um, And I was not processing my emotions. So I basically would go through everyday life like a robot. And that Christmas, my sister had gotten me what's called the double play. And I will explain what that is. But at the time, I wanted nothing to do with it because it was helpful and it was something that was going to make me face my emotions and I just wanted nothing to do with it so I threw it in the back of my closet forgot about it and went about my daily life um it was about two years later where my mom sat me down was like you need to go do something I don't care what you do you need to go do something and I was like I'll book the double play and she was like nope like book the double play I'm going to drive you there because I don't trust you. <laughs> um, so I became like a seven-year-old again. And she actually drove me to the appointment. She sat in the waiting room uh, while I went in. And essentially the double play is a hour and a half long session. You get 45 minutes with a naturopath and 45 minutes with, I define her as an energy goddess. I have no idea what her actual title is. Um, but I went into the session and first 45 minutes, she read me like a book. She literally told me exactly what was going on in my life, exactly how I was feeling. And she just like described me to a T. And this woman didn't know me from a hole in the wall. Like I had no idea who I was, what I was going through. And it's all, she just reads your energy so well. And then 45 minutes later, the naturopath came in and she did muscle testing. And so many people are not familiar with the muscle testing and I urge everyone to go check it out because it's wild. (laughs) I had been going to doctors for years and none of my doctors had ever picked up on it, but she picked up that I had a food intolerance to eggs, dairy, soy, and corn. So my body just wasn't processing it. It was just storing it basically anytime I ate it, um, which caused a ton of digestion issues. Um, And she put me on a six month regimen with digestive enzymes and probiotics and different um, supplements. We drastically changed my diet um and that summer I actually lost about 30 pounds so 
it was a wild summer. Um, is there a reason that like doctors cannot pick up those things? Because I feel like this is common. Like I feel like there's always problems like with gut health, like especially now, like women and everything. Like I feel like I'm always he- hearing these stories. So like, why can't they pick this up in like a blood test or like a normal allergy test? Like why would they not know? So they can, um, and a lot of times a normal doctor will do like allergy testing yeah. and that kind of stuff, and you can do those like home kits and that kind of thing. Um, but they don't unless you bring it up. And for me, my signs, my signs and my symptoms were mild. It was like anytime I ate an egg sandwich, I would get bloated, and I would okay. just feel full. So like, yeah. and They're I thought mild. that was normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I had always felt that way. So, so I you had never had like any sort of like food allergy test. No, but it would have came up. Okay. It probably would have came up, um, but I never thought to like say to my doctor like, "Hey, I feel bloated after I eat. Like, is that an issue?" Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but with the naturopath, what? she just tests you on hey, everything. Maybe I have food allergies because it's I something feel to check a lot out. of people have have like especially after egg sandwiches i can like barely finish them i'm like so bloated and full mm-hmm. i would literally eat an egg sandwich every morning because i worked at the racetrack and that's what we ate um and i would literally not eat the rest of the day because i was just so full yeah and it's it i think you need, your a, gut I think you need a gut refresh though because you drink too many energy drinks so you were just a whole nother problem so <laughs> we, we can dive into that um <laughs> i can help you with that uh, so um, I met with them. They basically put me on a path and gave me kind of like a list of things like this is what you need to work on. Um, but with the naturopath, she suggested all the health things, which got me kind of restarted on my fitness journey again. So I really dove into the gym. I started working on myself. I started bettering myself. And that obviously brought about my confidence because anytime that you start to feel better and you like start to see progress and you start to see changes in your body, you start to feel better. Um, so by the end of that summer, I was starting to feel more like myself. Um, and I remember having the conversation with my mom, like, okay, I'm starting to feel better. I'm starting to get great, but I still feel like I failed. Like I'm 25 years old or at that time, I think I was 26. Um, and I don't have my life together. I don't have a career. I love, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't have a house. I don't have dogs. Like all these things that I wanted, I didn't have. So I literally felt like I failed. And I was like, everyone around me is hashtag living their best life. Like (laughs) I just want to find it. And that's where the finding my best life brand came from. But at that time, I had no idea what I was going to do with it. And it was just like, mm, that's cute. Like, I have a brand, but <laughs> I didn't do anything with it. Um, went about my career. I actually, at that time, moved out to Long Island. Didn't know anybody here. Didn't have any friends. Um, I literally went to work, came home from work, and that was pretty much my life. I was going through the kind of daily motions again. And I really started to put myself out there because when you're an adult and you move to a new area and you have no friends, how do you make friends? Like it's hard. Like most of our friends are from school or from like middle school, high school, college. And when you move to a new area where everybody already has their friend groups, like what do you do? Like go up to someone on the stream, be like, Hey, want to go have coffee? (laughs) (laughs) Or you meet them. I actually listened to like a podcast episode about this recently. And I was like so fascinated about it. Like, especially when people like move to a new place, move to a new city and like, you don't know anyone there like how do you make friends and it was always like oh go out and do things like the more you do things like the more you'll find people that you you know are compatible with in some capacity like go to workout class like you know find people in that space or even like finding um like I that they said something about like reaching out to your current friends if they know anyone in that place which was so interesting because that's like friend of a friend which is like maybe you'll like them also which I thought was interesting but yeah yeah, so what did you do (laughs) I actually went to the first thing I did was I went to a paint night okay cool (laughs) I was like this looks fun something I want to do sure like a million couples it was a lot of couples um but there was one girl sitting by herself and I was like oh I can make friends with her and I sat down and we like started talking and made friends and then it was funny one of her friends came and she was like she like looked at her and she's like you made a friend She's like, you're not nice. And I was like, oh, I thought she was really nice. Uh, (laughs) So I started hanging out with them a little bit, um, which got me out of my shell. And they introduced me to new people and introduced me to more people. And uh, through work, I actually met some new friends and we started hanging out. Um, So that aspect of my life started getting better. Um, And then the pandemic hit and it was the gyms were closed, which was my outlet. That was my stress release. And obviously you couldn't really go out with your friends. You can really see people. We were all in lockdown. So I was online and I was following this YouTuber that I'm obsessed with. And she looked like so happy. I was like, how is this woman so happy in the middle of a pandemic when we're shut down and like 
like you can't do anything you can't go anywhere and I messaged her and she was like I'm a fitness coach like I work out like I work out with like an online platform and like I have all my virtual BFFs and I was like I want that like that sounds fun so I started working out with her quickly became introduced to all of these women online who for the first time in my life and like I've always had this issue but um they weren't catty they weren't like clicky they weren't like you can't be friends with us you like they were very welcoming they were very supportive they were so nice um and anytime I needed like that motivation to go work out or that motivation to like just get up out of bed they were there for me so I quickly connected with a bunch of them and then um fast forward about six months um into the fitness coaching I was loving it. I was getting people started on their fitness journeys. They were seeing results. They were happy. I was happy. And my mom was like, you really need to take this to the next level. Now, my mom is a life coach. And again, based off of my story with the first time she kind of pushed me to get help. She's one of those people you don't really say no to. (laughs) So she was like, go check out life coaching. It's something I think you'd be great at. I think it's something you'd really love. And at the time, I wasn't obsessed with my career. I liked it. I was making really good money but I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, go check out life coaching. Went and checked out life coaching. And the woman on the phone was like the nicest, sweetest thing. Completely sold me on the program before we hung up the phone. I was like, yep, done. Like you're a great salesperson. I don't even know if I want to do this, but you sound great. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) So I started my life coaching certification in the fall of 2021. Yes. Fall of 2021. And it was at the time where my full-time job was like the busiest. Like we were going into like our busiest season and I'm starting my life coaching certification. I'm fitness coaching. I'm doing all these things. Um, my at time boyfriend now fiance and I had just started dating. Like there's so much happening. Um, and I was, I just, I don't even know how I did it, but I did it. Um, so about a month into my life coach certification, you get assigned a life coach and it's one of your peers. And he was like, what is, what's your goal? Like, what is your life goal? What do you want to do? And I was like, I want to quit my nine to five. And he was like, okay, well, how long do you want? What's your timeline? And I was like a year. About a month after that, we had shortened that timeline to about three months and we were getting really close to that timeline. And so that would have put me at March of 2022. So earlier this year, and it was about February. And I was like, there's no way, like, I I can't do it. I like all those inner voices were coming and they're like, you can't do it. You won't, you won't succeed. You can't do it. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And it was like a week beforehand. And I told him, I was like, I can't do it. Like there, I can't quit my nine to five. Like it's just, it's not happening right now in my life. And we went through like a full, like we went through like two sessions that week because I was like, I need to figure this out. Am I quitting or not? And after those two sessions of like unpacking what was holding me back and what was like, stopping me from quitting my nine to five we established that it was just me there was nothing stopping me it was just me in my own head thinking that I couldn't do it and the week after that um I went in and I quit my nine to five and it was kind of like there was a moment that was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back at work and I was just like I'm done I'm quitting my job I'm not doing this anymore and it's time to go full in with something that I love and I'm super passionate about and I tell my clients all the time like if you're not happy make a change and I needed to tell myself that and I did and I quit my job and now I'm launched my own business earlier this year and I'm a certified life coach working on my wellness coaching certification um and yeah kind of how I ended up here. (laughs) So did you have your life coaching business set up before you decided to quit the nine to five like were you already like established I I don't know if you feel comfortable answering this, but like financially secure as well. Yes. So I, <laughs> I am a planner. I have always been a planner and I am definitely one of those people that needs to have my ducks in a row almost to a fault. Um, What's I, your sign? I'm a Taurus. Oh, okay. Very stubborn. Um, <laughs> but I had, <laughs> I had it in my head that I had to have this like astronomical number saved in my savings account in order to quit my nine to five. And when I sat down with my fiance ahead of time, we were like, okay, what are we, what do we need and what do we have? And I realized when we sat down, like, we're good. Like, we're fine. We have set ourselves up to be in a very secure place. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ever recommend quitting your nine to five and launching your own business with a thousand dollars in your bank account because that's 
unrealistic yeah. crazy um i mean if you can do it god bless but um i started i i did have a very good savings saved up um i had met with my accountant i had figured out like what do i need how much money do i need to launch my business what do i need to do what are the steps um and i at the time i had already had a couple steady clients um i also have my fitness coaching business which was kind of standing by itself um and so the life coaching was just really adding on to that um so I did have a good nice little nest egg um but I definitely put pieces in place before I quit my nine to five okay so with that let's transition into what exactly you do tell us about your business um and just kind of like what kind of clients you're looking for who comes to you what you do for them anything like that so this is actually, so I recently um, re-narrowed down my niche because when I first started, I was like, I can help everyone find and live their best life. Like that's I didn't even know. Thing. Yeah. I, I was, I didn't even know that like you had a niche or like that life coaches did have niches to like oh others. Gosh, yes. Okay. Yes. So with life coaching, it's very specific because when you think of life coaching, it can be any aspect of your life. And most coaches go based off of like their personal experiences. So I have friends who are life coaches who have um, previous experience with addiction, um, whatever kind of addiction that may be. Uh, but they specialize in that specifically because they've been through it. So they know what the other people are feeling. They know how to help them. And it just it makes it for a better coach. Um, but when you think of life coaching, it gets very specific. And the more specific you are, the better it is. So I actually recently re-narrowed down my niche um, with some help from Susie um, and some help from my mom. And we basically came to the conclusion that my niche is my story. And I went through, I got through college and I really had a life plan. And my life plan was establish my career, get married, have kids, have the house, have the dogs, like have that dream. And I got there and I had it. And on paper, it was exactly what I wanted. I was living my perfect life, but I was miserable. So I had to, at 24, 25 years old, restart my life. And I felt like I had failed. So my ideal client and the people that I work with are people who have similar situations. They are either just coming out of college and they realize that what they went to school for is not what they want to do with their careers, or they're coming through a big life change, a breakup, a loss of a loved one, um, something where they're having like a big change in their life and they're scared to restart and scared to admit that they may have quote unquote failed. And I hate saying the word failed because you're never failing in life. You're always growing, evolving and learning. But, um, my clients really are just going through big changes in their life and they're scared to restart or they're scared. They don't know how to restart. They don't have that confidence. Um, can I ask, what's wrong with me today? <laughs> can I ask how long you were dating your ex before, obviously you got engaged and you called it off, but how long were you guys dating? Or we engaged to like total of the relationship. So we started dating in 2011. I was still in college. Um, he had graduated. And so three, it was about two and a half years. We got engaged. We were engaged for about a year. And then we called it off. Wow. And if you feel comfortable talking about it, I just want to ask like one question. Um, so do you feel like that relationship was okay, but you just didn't feel fulfilled and aligned or did you, were you just like, you had an epiphany moment where you were like, no, this isn't it. You know what I mean? Cause sometimes <laughs> people are in those like long-term relationships where, you know, they do feel like, oh, I have everything, but I don't feel like happy. You know what I mean? For sure. Or um, an epiphany moment where they're like, actually, this is toxic as fuck. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But sometimes so. you do have the perfect relationship on paper, but it's not what you are, you know, what you're meant to be in. You know what I mean? I will say the red flags were there from day one. Okay. Um, <laughs> they usually are, but you don't see them until yeah, after. Nope, didn't see it. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's a little bit of both for me, actually. And I... I didn't realize it until I had that epiphany moment. When I had the epiphany moment, I started to really look at my life and I was like, I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, it was a lot more of me being unhappy with myself and not knowing what, who I am and mm -hmm. what I wanted. Um, it, 
there was definitely obviously a ton of issues between the two of us we were toxic for each other we are both way better off now um he has his own life he's thriving doing great i'm obviously in a great place um but I just don't think we brought out the best in each other. I think we were both so young yeah. and neither of us had really figured out who we were, what we wanted and neither of us were growing. Neither of us were evolving. And I definitely had that light bulb moment of like, what am I doing? Like I'm six weeks to my wedding. Like what am I doing? Six weeks, six weeks to the wedding. Was it like it was fully planned? So that's the funny thing. Um, No. So we were like six weeks out and the invitations hadn't even gone out yet. You knew. I deep down, you 100% knew. 100% knew deep down. I don't know how nobody else knew. Um, Did you book a venue? The venue was booked. The All the vendors were booked. Did you um, lose a lot of money? <laughs> um... I didn't. His family did. Okay. So on that note. (laughs) Okay. So I was going to ask you um, the transition from breaking off with your ex to now. But I I asked the question. (laughs) So we'll just do that. What would you tell somebody who just got out of a long-term relationship or suffered a huge loss and feels like it's impossible to start over? This chapter sucks. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It sucks. Um, And there's honestly nothing that anyone can really say to you in that moment like when I first called off my engagement I literally I just blocked everybody out I wanted I wanted nobody to talk to me and so many people are like oh there's so many fish in the sea not the time yeah no not the time no I don't want to hear that um and you you always have the people who are like oh it's better it's better off and blah blah blah. like at this point in my life just tell me it sucks like that's all I want to hear it sucks be there to sit with me on the couch and eat some Ben and Jerry's and watch some sad movies. Like that's what I need in this moment. Um, and I think you really, I dove into this and I really dove into myself and I think it's really important. So many people go from relationship to relationship and they're not healing. They're not healing from that previous relationship. So they're bringing that baggage into their next relationship. So anytime anyone in my life, clients, friends, family, anybody, um, has that breakup moment. It's really look within yourself. Look, what do you want to work on? What is it that you want? Get very clear about what it is that you are looking for in a relationship, what you're like wanting from that other person. What does it look like? And I went, and again, I thought this was all woo woo at the beginning. I got really into law of attraction manifestation and really manifesting my life partner and what do they look like? How do they act? Um, we love talking uh, about this. Fiona, Fiona did this. <laughs> I manifested my current boyfriend. Amazing. She's been trying to like get me to do I'm it. I'm like, yes, you just got to make a you list. You got to write to. out your perfect man. Yeah. And that's what I did. I did it on a burn ceremony with my mom. Um, a what? A burn ceremony. So on New Year's Eve, we and she was doing different things, but similar. Um, so I wrote down what my future partner looked like how they acted what like things we did together but like specific like brown hair green eyes like literally like six get foot as specific <laughs> as possible what values do you want them to have how do you like what do you see how many kids do you guys have like, get as specific as possible um and then what we did is we burned it and released it to the universe and i know it all sounds woo-woo i get it <laughs> but i promise you it works um you don't need to tell fiona yeah no i'm like i've already done this like, <laughs> i mean every new moon is an opportunity to do this um but yeah so i did i released it to the universe and um i got really clear about who i wanted and it's not on a timeline i think that's a, the biggest thing is like once you get clear about what it is you're looking for who like what you want to bring into your life you need to realize that it's not on a timeline Mm -hmm. and the universe has a timeline. It's on a perfect timeline. Don't rush it. This Mm -hmm. like the minute anyone gets out of a breakup, it's really important to take that time for yourself. Go out with your friends, hang out with your like family, go do things that you enjoy doing because you're going to get into a relationship. Like I am now and I love you, Billy, but there are times (laughs) where I wish that I was like, single home with my dog being able to like just watch whatever tv show i wanted to watch and like those are those moments that you're going to crave time and time again so it's like take advantage of it while you have it because once you don't have it you're not getting it back and like my life is amazing i love it i'm super happy but he's going out with his boys tonight and i'm so excited to have the house (laughs) to myself um i want my own bedroom yes manifest whatever you want girl (laughs) and like i think the other part is like if you're looking for love then a tr- bring, have love in your life. Love your dogs. Love your family. Love your friends. Like show that love and have that love in your life. 
and that's just going to bring more love into your life and attract more love into your life. But the minute you get out of a breakup, it is not time to jump into a new relationship. It is time to heal yourself and get really clear about what it is that you want. I love that. Fuck. I knew you were going to say it. I was waiting for you to say it. So I was like, I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Um, So on that note, like we were just talking about how you obviously focus on people that are starting over, like afraid to start over because they feel like it's going to be this huge change in their life. And, you know, I feel like this happens a lot with people maybe like in their 30s or 40s that like either went through a divorce, you know, decide they don't like their career, want to change, whatever, want this huge change in their life. And like, what is your advice for those people that are so overwhelmed with what other people are going to think about them changing their life? And how do you get away from people pleasing and just like not caring what other people think and just truly doing what is aligned for you and trusting yourself. This was a really hard one for me. Um, It's not easy. It's not flipping a switch. You're never going to just flip a switch and not care what people think. Um, But I had this conversation with my life coach and we did a full session on it. And I remember telling him when I was thinking about starting my business and I was like but I'm I'm terrified like what are people going to think of me starting my own business and he was like well who are the people that you're worried about and I was like people I went to high school with he's like do you talk to anybody you went to high school with I was like no but they see me (laughs) on Facebook like what are they gonna think he's like who cares and he's like why do you care and my as it's hard because as a life coach like I'm not here necessarily to give advice I'm here to really figure out what it is that's holding you back and ask you the questions to help you unpack it for yourself so a lot of times with my clients specifically it's really identifying what it is that's holding you back what is that inner narrative what's your inner voice saying to you telling you that why are they saying that you can't what are they saying to you and flipping that script So really identifying what it is that's holding you back, what it is that your inner voice is saying, and then flipping it and saying like, uh, I'll use my example with the high school friends of like, I was terrified they were going to think that I was like some crazy person starting my own business. And it was like another like scam kind of thing. And he was like, well, what flip the script? What else could they say? And I was like, well, they could be proud of me. They could be excited. Maybe they'll be one of my clients. And I do actually have a couple of friends from high school who are clients. Um, so it's like flipping the script. Like we always, we always go into it thinking that uh, people are going to have this negative or judgment of us, but maybe they don't, maybe they're happy for us. Maybe they're excited. Maybe they could benefit from it. And I always think about my clients who I have helped and the progress they've seen. And if I had never started this business they never would have had that help and they never would have seen those progress so it's really important to when you're having those negative thoughts and worrying about what other people are going to think well how do you know what they're going to think you don't know what's going on in somebody else's mind and I choose to focus on the positive versus the negative and just thinking like oh maybe maybe that one person out there that I'm saying this to I can help that one person and not focusing so much on the negative. It's not flipping a switch. You're never going to like flip a switch and be like, I don't care what anyone thinks. I still have that. I still struggle sometimes with the imposter syndrome, but really working on myself and pouring into my personal development these past couple years, um, especially has really helped me kind of gain that confidence. And when I first started my business, I was terrified. I was like, who's going to want a life coach with me? Who's going to want to do that? And it was like, I had that realization in that moment of just like, I lived it. Like how beneficial would it have been for me going through my journey, having someone else who had already been through it to guide me and help me and be there to like, as a resource to ask questions to like, that would have been so valuable to me. And now I get to be that for somebody else. So, yeah, I think that's something that really helps me. And you kind of said this, I think when I get into that headspace of like, I'm trying to do something or I'm trying to start something and I start to think like, oh, what will other people think of this? I always flip it to like, what what would I think of this if someone else did that? You know what I mean? Like when I'm thinking about, okay, I'm going to post my business online, right? And like, I'll use the example of when I started my own marketing agency. So I, I started my agency. I knew like there was obviously a voice in my head that's like, people are going to think that I'm like a fraud. People are going to think this about me, whatever. But I'm like, but 
what if someone else started their own marketing agency and I saw that and then that was the reason that I started because I saw that and I inspired one person like that is how I always change my mindset about stuff like that so it's interesting that you said that because I always think about that like when I'm scared or like worried about that I'm like but I wouldn't judge that person and if they are judging me then like let them like then they have something else to work on internally 100%. they're not you know what I mean but like I I don't think I would judge someone else for going after what they want to do you know what I mean when you made a really good point there of like when someone judges you or someone says something mean to you or picks on you and I wish I knew this in high school um but when they are acting negatively towards you it says way more about them than it does you yes 100 they have their own thing they're projecting yes my stepfather actually said this to me um towards the end of high school um and he basically just said like they have to wake up every day being themselves and they have their own inner battles going on let them live in that space that is not your space that is not your problem to deal with and it's so so true yeah 100 percent. were you gonna say something no um i mean i've never done that i've never like flipped the narrative or anything like that um i've never i'm very worried about what other people think about me and i think that's something that lately i've been trying to work through more um and i found out like I don't know I feel like with you guys it's like surface level like of course everybody worries about what other people think about each other but mine goes so much deeper and it's so difficult for me to flip that narrative um and again that comes from like codependency and like like caring about what other people think about me and caring about other people's feelings and about how my actions like affect others um so how much time do you spend alone not a lot of time. Mm. Um, and lately I've been implement. I love my time alone. I really, really do. Like I had, my dad was away. I had the house to myself for a whole week. It was the cleanest it's ever been. Like it was so nice. It was amazing. Um, and I've always like, like I've always valued my time alone, but if my friends are going out, like I will try to say no. And then I get guilted into like, Oh, well it's this person's birthday. And then it's like, oh, fuck what? I have to go. It's their birthday. But when you were home alone, what were you doing? I was just going to ask this question. I don't know. You like, and I are very similar. Yeah. Cleaning, like, like reading. Are you, yeah, you're distracting mm-hmm. yourself. You're not actually yes. sitting alone and like thinking about things that you want or when like was, learning yourself. When was the last time you like sat in with no TV, no music, no phone and did like a puzzle or colored or just sat like, out, meditated, and, like anything? Mm. Mm. No, if I am gonna like, I read. I read. Fiona knows. Like, I read like still a, a million books. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That's, so that's like that's like not alone time. That's just like like you finding other distractions while there's no one else around. Okay, so it looks like I got some more work to do. <laughs> but that's but that is like how you truly like learn how to be alone like that is I've talked about this a little bit but that's when I used to have like the same problem and like I went from like relationship to relationship but I don't feel like I didn't like fully heal and stuff but I think that I didn't know how to be alone um and then when COVID hit I literally had to be because I was just home alone and like had nothing to distract me and I literally ran out of distractions because I was like I can't watch any more shows like I can't read any more books I can't do anything so I lit it's when I like started getting like much more spiritual and like being like okay when I get out of this this is what I want for my life and like just learning how to like sit there and like be alone and not be uncomfortable and like needing to go out and like see people it's a lot my life coach actually had me do this one day and she was like I challenge you for a full day like when you wake up to when you go to bed, don't do anything. Don't have the TV on. Don't be on your phone. Don't like watch a movie. Don't have the radio on. Like you can color, you can read, you can journal, you can go sit outside, you can go for a walk, you can do things, but no distractions. And I, the first time I did it, I think I lasted like three hours and I was like, okay, this is stupid. I can't do it. It took me probably two or three times before I was able to actually do it. And it was one of the most powerful exercises I ever did. Hmm. Very hard. But Wait, so you're allowed to read? You can read. I mean, I wouldn't suggest reading all day. Mm-hmm. But I also would suggest more of like a self-help than like yeah. A, yeah. a romance or like yeah. a fiction. Maybe like yeah. some personal development. Like something yeah. that, yeah, like personal, something that's like gonna you're going to learn something more yeah. about yourself versus like just distract yourself into like yeah. another dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a really good exercise and I have my clients do it all the time, but it's really powerful to like actually have a full day where you're like, I haven't talked to anybody. I've I done think anything. even I like love it. 
like and I know like we you know we've always said like we struggle with meditation like I think for so long it, it is very like woo woo or like it's like you think you're supposed to like clear your head like that's not the point of it um but I think even just taking like five minutes a day to like lay on your floor and like play instrumental music or like meditation music like I've learned so much about myself just in like those five minutes and then obviously it gets easier and easier like as you mm-hmm. add more time on um and it's also good to like do that when you like wind down before bed like that's when I like to do it because then it like calms me because I don't like to like sit on my phone before bed or like watch tv before bed um but I think I've like learned so much about myself and like my true like goals and things like that and I'm also very creative during that time as well like in my head but I think that like just like five minutes a day you know what I mean some of my most creative times are when I'm out walking with nothing mm-hmm. and when I'm I in the shower because <laughs> there's no distraction driving driving is a good one too I used to like choreograph while driving like when Ooh. I because we are both dancers mm-hmm. um so like when that when I was al- always choreographing like that's when I was the most creative I'm like fully making up a dance in my car like while driving <laughs> that would have been funny to, to see to teach it like I, just yeah, fully making that. it up yeah Oops. yeah and I think that's where it like sparked like moving meditation and like moving creativity mm-hmm. like walking and driving and stuff like that's when I find it easiest to like be creative in those moments and like being still I get very like anxious and like I can't like I don't like sitting still yeah yeah it definitely takes a lot and similar with meditation like it takes time and I would say ease yourself into it maybe start with a couple hours here and there and then build up kind of like you said with meditation mm-hmm. and meditation one of those things I do a lot of guided meditation and even just sitting there like if your mind wanders, let it wander, try and bring it back. But even just sitting in that space, you'll build up to it and you'll start to really enjoy it. I value my alone time so much. I love it. So one more question before we get into 20 questions, oh God. which I'm so excited about. Um, I'm terrified. <laughs> when, and I know you said this is probably going to be like the hardest question, but when do you know it's time for something new and how do you navigate big changes? Like, you know, obviously you can guide people once they've decided that they want to make a change. But how do you know that, like, what you're doing in your life right now is not in alignment with what you should be doing? So I am a similar with the law of attraction manifestation. I'm really a big fan of signs and I really pay attention when I see them. So when I see synchronicities or numbers or anything pointing at i oh god sorry just a quick story i saw a tiktok and it was like oh she was like how to manifest your future husband and like i watched it but not for that reason like i was just like oh like let me see and she was like you know you have to think of it as like a vacation like you can't make it come any sooner like you just have to prepare for it and it's like this ongoing cycle of like Oh, well, I can't think about them, but I want it like, but I can't think about it because it doesn't come when you like think about it. But she's like, you just have to know it's going to come and like you just have to prepare for it. And then she was like, the way I knew that I was on the right track is I saw a lot of angel numbers Mm -hmm. and I have been seeing angel numbers so much lately. So how would you say the like how like for me it's like okay I'm doing the right thing but would you say like oh it's time for a change no so anytime I see angel numbers or synchronicities and things like that it just means that something's coming in my life um it could be a new opportunity it could be a big change it could be something happening it could be a new relationship it could be a promotion at your job like it doesn't necessarily mean it's a huge like life-altering change where you're moving across the country um it just means that the things that you want in your life you're attracting them and they're coming closer and the higher the number so when you see like one like 11 11 like coming when you see like triple eights or like four eights in a row like the higher the number um the closer it is oh wow that's how it's always been explained to me and that's how I've always kind of seen it um I saw I thought that angel numbers meant different things for so they do okay but they also say there's like multiple meanings for different things um and if you look up like the individual number you like if you look at the clock and you see like 235 you can look up that number and that's an angel number but if you see like 555 666 777 like the higher the number the closer your manifestation is to happening um but you don't necessarily know what that is because like right now like i just planned out my month of september 
And I have so many things that I'm asking for this month. And I do this every single month where I put out kind of like my order to the universe. And I say like, this is what I want this month. I have no idea how any of this is happening. Um, There are some things on there that I'm like, good luck universe. Like I have no (laughs) idea how that's happening. Um, But I know that they're going to happen. It may not happen necessarily this month, but I know that it's coming into my life. Um, But I will say when it comes to change, I have always been, I always go with my gut. So I, if I see the signs from the universe or I see things starting to happen, um, for instance, I have been seeing really recently slow down and I've seen it in podcasts. I've read it in books. I've like, I've heard it, seen it, like witnessed it on every level. Um, and it's definitely a topic with my life coach coming up. Um, cause I'm trying to right now I'm building my business. So like, it's not the time for me to slow down, but how can I incorporate that slowdown into my life? And it may not be full-time slowdown, but it could be a part-time slowdown. So really trying to figure out how to navigate that in my life. Um, but I've always been a big science fan of the universe. I've always been a big fan of going with my gut. Mm-hmm. And I really trust, I've built up that trust with myself where when I feel it, and <laughs> I'm also kind of that all or nothing person. So like when I feel it, I'm like, okay, it's go time. Like, how do I make this happen? And that's kind of what it was with my nine and five. Like once I made the decision, I was like, I'm not happy. And if I'm not happy the majority of the time at my job, it's time to make a change. And we all have bad days. We all have fights with our significant other. We all have those like rough moments in time. But if the bad days are outweighing the good days, it's time to make a change. And whether that be your nine to five, your relationship, whatever it may be, if you've had enough bad days where you're like, this isn't working, this isn't making me happy, it's time to make a change. And I've always really trusted myself and my gut with that. And I've pretty much always been right. So I feel like I'm, and I think Gary Vee says this best. It's like, you don't know what the right decision is and you may make a decision and it may fail, but make another decision. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can always change your life. Like you're not stuck. You're not a tree. You're not like your roots aren't buried deep down deep. You can always make another decision. So if your decision doesn't like, if I had quit my nine to five and hated life coaching, I can go back and get another nine to five. I knew what I was doing in that moment was not what I wanted to do with my life. So I made a change. And if in a few years life coaching doesn't work out, which I highly, highly doubt, but you never know, um, I can go back and get another job. Like there's nothing stopping me from doing and that. I like, I feel like you just never know where that next decision will take you. Like, you know, never in a million years did you probably think you were going to do life coaching. And nope. now, <laughs> you know, you started a podcast and now it's like, well, maybe that'll take you somewhere. Like you just never know. Like, you know, I, I like, we literally have a podcast like in, in five years, this could be our full-time job. Like who knows? Like we literally have no idea. Um, but all you have to do is like start and just like not be afraid to let like one thing connect you to the next. I feel like. Oh yeah, for sure. And that. like making it, tangible like yeah I, I feel like starting a business is a big big thing like even starting a podcast that's big break it down to small pieces mm-hmm. make it break it down to like next steps and like we talked about a little bit about navigating through big changes make them small like there's nothing saying that I have to go zero to a hundred like make I when I first started the business I made a full list of everything I had to do for the business and I did one thing at a time because you you can't do everything yeah and it's like you can do one thing at a time and really just get through that bucket list or get through the list but one step at a time one thing at a time absolutely i love that all right let's move into 20 questions rapid fire ready what's your favorite book you are the one by cute blackson what's your favorite podcast successful af obviously <laughs> um <laughs> no um besides you guys uh gold digger by jenna kutcher what's one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self don't worry so much i can definitely elaborate on that but like just overall don't worry so much it all works out love that uh do you she think loves that loves Shut that it's going on merch <laughs> love that do you think money can buy happiness? Absolutely not. <laughs> I've been there and no. <laughs> Do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? So going into life coaching here, um, you're taught that you have a preference for one or the other, um, but you have both sides of it. So I have a preference for extroversion, but I definitely have those introversion moments. 
What would you do if you were suddenly awarded a billion dollars? <laughs> so Billy and I actually talk about this all <laughs> the time. Um, so we would a make sure that our families were taken care of, make sure houses are paid off, all the different things, and then we would buy small houses around the country or outside of the country and different areas and just travel. In your life, what was the biggest blessing in disguise? Calling off my engagement. <laughs> Always a breakup. Always a breakup. Um, what is something you feel like you manifested even if it was subconsciously? My life coaching business, for sure. When I was a kid, I always wanted to be a teacher. And as I grew, like we've talked about a little bit, um, being in the hospitality industry and just helping people and helping people better their lives was always something that I wanted to do. I never really understood that that was life coaching um, until it happened. If you were not in this industry, what industry would you be in? Probably back into hospitality, um, doing more of like weddings and event planning. Um, but I also potentially would get into photography. Ooh. Ooh. Spe- f- photography for special events. So maybe combining that and yeah. doing like yeah. okay. planning and photography. I, don't know. I always said that like in another life, I want to be like this badass like wedding planner yeah, like, for, for like, like all the richest people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because it's no fun when you don't have a budget, when no. you have a budget. Yeah. Like no. it's, it's always fun when they're like, oh, do whatever. I'm like, yeah. okay. When you have those big, lavish, <laughs> crazy yes. weddings. Yeah. Those are fun. Um, what are you most passionate about? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think my passion has really turned into my career and that's helping others and helping others Mm -hmm. really like ultimately live their best life, whatever that looks like for them. Um, But yeah, really helping others. What do you value most in a person? Ooh. Um, I mean, I think it's that core values. It's the honesty, trustworthy, respectfulness. Um, Honesty is a big one for me. Love that. Um, what was your dream job when you were a kid? Being a teacher. I wanted to be my second grade teacher. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I feel like everyone had like their teacher moment. Like, yeah. I, I mean, everyone. I feel like everybody had one teacher that made them have their Yeah. And I feel moment. like you were, that's like what you were exposed to. So you're like, this sounds great. Like I just yeah. get to come here and like boss around these kids all day. Well, and she was like, it, I don't even think it was the teaching aspect. I think she was just so bubbly and happy yeah. and like mm-hmm. helping and like. I still keep in touch with her to this day. So, but Aww. I wanted, I think I wanted to be her. I don't think I wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> um, what are you most proud of? Uh, I think like a tangible thing would be buying my house before I was 30 years old. That was a big thing for yeah, me. Yeah, that's a big that's thing. Awesome. Uh, what do you struggle with the most? My inner critic. <laughs> I'm very critical of myself. I have really high standards um, for my life and for every aspect of it. So I'm very critical of myself. Side note, have you ever read the book Chatter? No. Should look into it. Okay. Adding it to the list. Yes. <laughs> um, what is something many people misread about you? Everyone always says that I'm like this super bubbly, like happy carefree person and I am to an extent um I really showcase that preference for extroversion um like we talked about but I love being alone like (laughs) I and I wouldn't have said this 10 years ago but I absolutely fell in love with being alone and journaling and doing puzzles and really just like literally spending time alone I'm such I will be home 24 7 I feel, I yeah <laughs> I feel like that's so relatable everyone just thinks I'm a bitch but <laughs> uh, <laughs> where is the best place you've ever visited Ireland oh uh, I can't wait to go we um in high school my stepdad was a Irish folk musician and <gasps> he ran trips to Ireland every year with my mom so I got to go every time that, that they so went cool. and fell in love with the country um what makes you stand out from others I could relate to a lot of people. Um, in high school, I was that person who was friends with everyone. I wasn't friends with like one specific clique. I was truly friends with everyone. And I can relate to a lot of people. Like and whether people from all different walks of life, like I can always find something to have in common with them and relate to them. Are you an empath? Yes. To an extent. Okay. Yes. Okay. What is one of your goals for 2022? 
Oh, very short timeline. Um, oh, yeah. We, we need know. to change this. <laughs> Maybe we should make it 2023 for the next year. <laughs> um, I really want to focus on one of my biggest goals is establishing my business and getting it to the point where it really runs itself so that I can focus on um, creating a family. And we're obviously getting married very, very soon. So we want to start a family right away. Um, but I want to get, make sure that my business is kind of established before we do that. Yeah. Um, what is something, you know, that you want for yourself long-term that feels really out of reach right now? So I don't necessarily think anything is out of reach. Um, especially because you just tell the universe what you want and it makes it happen. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, but I, one of our big pie in the sky goals that isn't, on the horizon right now uh would be buying a lake house okay. we want to have a lake house kind of upstate new york vermont Love that. to go travel to um what is one word you want to be remembered by this is my favorite question uh, this is a That's really why good it's last question it's my favorite question oh god um i mean the two uh, i have a couple that stand out but i think just caring Like I I truly care very deeply about the people in my life and whether you're an acquaintance or a really good family, family member, um, I really want people to remember that I cared a lot about the people in my life. Love that. Love that. Successfully. Love that. Put it on a (laughs) t-shirt. Love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, thank you so much for coming on today. Before we leave, can you just tell everyone where they can find you on social media and then where they can find you, um, whether it's a website or just where they can um, get your services as a life coach. So my website is just findingmybestlife.com. On social media, I'm having the struggle right now because I am getting married. So my last name is going to be changing. Um, But right now it is at underscore Megan, M-E-G-A-N, last name Cohen, C-O-A-N. Um, but best way to connect with me is just on my website, findingmybestlife.com and all of my information is always up to date there. And uh, I know you just started your podcast, so maybe give us a little synopsis about that and where people can find your podcast, the name of it, things like that. So my podcast right now is on Apple, um, podcast, I'm pretty sure, I think that's the only space right now. Um, but it's the finding my best life podcast and we talk about discovering, the secret recipe to living your best life. So interviewing a whole bunch of people every week, we have a different guest and just picking people's brains to really figure out what is the secret recipe to living your best life. And I think we're going to make a guest appearance on there soon. Very So make sure you guys go check out those episodes. Um, Thank you so much for coming on today. We had such an amazing conversation with you. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks, guys. Um, Make sure you guys follow us on social media at SuccessfulAF podcast and join our email list and check out Megan online. (laughs) Thank you guys. Thank you. We'll see you next week. week.